sondern die vollkommene Liebe treibt die Furcht aus. Denn die Furcht rechnet mit Strafe. Wer sich aber fürchtet, der ist nicht vollkommen in der Liebe. Lasst uns lieben, denn er hat uns zuerst geliebt. Welcome to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, a podcast taking you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. You just heard from Silke Busenbender, our Executive Director of Samaritan's Purse Germany, reading from 1 John 4, 18 through 19, which says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. You'll hear more from Silke later in the episode as we dive deeper into how our affiliate offices have been battling COVID-19 worldwide, as well as domestically, showing God's love in action. We've talked about the affiliate offices on the podcast before, but if you're unfamiliar, Samaritan's Purse currently has four international affiliate offices located in Canada, Germany, Australia, and the United Kingdom. In addition to the work in the United States to fight off coronavirus, our affiliate offices have launched new efforts and adapted projects to support people who are suffering during this global pandemic. The first person I'd like you to hear from today is Darren Tosh, the Executive Director of Samaritan's Purse, United Kingdom. My name is Darren Tosh and I'm the Executive Director for Samaritan's Purse here in the UK. And I'm, I've been with the organization a long time. This is my 20th year. And the Lord has brought me around the world with the organization. I, I have um, a tremendous history. This organization has shaped me in many ways. I started out as, a, as an intern um, working on a water project in Central America and worked around the world. And, and today I help uh, by leading in the UK, leading Samaritan's Purse and the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association as well. That's awesome. And you are from Canada, correct? I am Canadian, yes. Okay. So uh, most of the Brits assume I'm American, mm-hmm. but um, I'm, I'm originally from Calgary, Alberta, and started working with Samaritan's Purse Canada initially. And I have had the blessing of actually working for Samaritan's Purse US, mm-hmm. uh, Samaritan's Purse Australia, and now for the UK office. And I've, I joke with the Germans that at some point, I'm sure I'll be with them as well, because that's the one <laughs> office I'm yet to be with. But I originate um, from Western Canada. Well, well, thank you. That's why I want to give the audience a context, because you are, I think, just so obedient, willing to go wherever the Lord sends you. And we're thankful for your flexibility, adaptability, and the way that you just surrender your life to Him. And so today we want to spotlight, you know, what the affiliate offices are doing in response to COVID and how you've had to flex and adapt. So I'd love for you to start and just give us some context to how the coronavirus has affected your office. Well, we were one of the earlier countries to head into serious precautions for COVID, in part because, you know, with Italy being a short trip away from London and there being so much international business between uh, mainland Europe and ourselves, we fell into coronavirus very early on. And and the thing is, for us in London, being such an international city, such a hub of business and finance, that interconnection just um, raised the risk level. And the government here was very, very quick to impose uh, a stay-at-home order. And so we started 
working from home on March 13th. Wow. And so it's been a very, very long journey. We've, um, as the rest of the world, it's just been, it's caught us off guard, quite honestly, as as individuals, as families. And so uh, it's been a very um, difficult time to be leading through because every day there was new information that you had to then consider and then pivot, consider mm-hmm. and then pivot. Of course, as Samaritan's Purse, we we needed to follow the government guidelines and we began working from home. But then the question arose, what do we do? And because of our, our close connection to Italy, of course, when the U.S. office deployed the field hospital to Cremona, that became our, our, our prayer focus, that became our staffing focus. And we, um, we gratefully contributed into sending people into Italy. And for our, our broader community, our church community that supports Samaritan's Purse so faithfully, it's um, that response into Italy really, in many ways, helped reshape this office and the way people perceive Samaritan's Purse. Who else in the world is able to fly in and set up a field hospital like this? The world had not seen an organization grasp the issue the, the way that we did. At that point, the world was not seeing governments grasp the issue, but yet Samaritan's Purse was very, very brave and committed into Cremona and um, it all began. And that's um, Cremona now is an important part of the UK's um, organizational history because it was just so pivotal in us being able to explain why we go to the hard places, why we go in Jesus' name, and how amazingly courageous our staff are for for um, committing their, risking their lives to be able to serve. Especially at that point, it was so uncertain as to how we were going to um, bring them back into the UK. Uh, what was a treatment procedure going to look like? And so it um, it's just it impressed upon me and it pressed upon the churches in the UK how special this organization is. Mm-hmm. You're right. I know the Lord, you know, gave Samaritan's Purse a platform, you know, to share the gospel. You're right, globally. And I think that, you know, with it being a global pandemic, it's the first time it's impacted everybody. You know, all eyes were on it and the Lord used it for His glory. Um, and I know that had an impact on how you ministered specifically to England. Can you talk to me about what you all started doing within your country? We recognize that we're specially positioned as an organization to be able to do logistics. And mm-hmm. the very fact that we could set up a field hospital the way we did in in Cremona and then again in New York City, we decided let's tap into that supply chain for all of that PPE that we naturally are using with our field hospitals and bring it into the UK. At that point, early in the pandemic, it was very, very hard to get masks and gloves Mm-hmm. And the church here was paralyzed. They were paralyzed because they didn't know what to do. And they were paralyzed by the risk of asking their their ministry staff, their ministers, and their volunteers to actually go out and do anything. And so we recognized a real opportunity to be able to bless the church with PPE so that they could get out and minister because this was an unprecedented time for us to be able to do um, share the love of Jesus on a really practical level in the UK. And how special would it be to actually equip the church to make them a field force for good across the UK? So we started um, bringing in PPE from our suppliers that we use for 
for all of our work around the world. And the PPE was difficult to get in, but uh, we were able to do it. And we were on the, we were leading in this area and it was amazing to actually have some of those supplies well ahead of um, even some of the government supplies that were coming in. And we repackaged all of this personal protective equipment, the PPE, into kits so that churches could simply request a kit and then they could have enough equipment to be able to protect their volunteers so they could get out and do some amazing ministry. That is awesome. And I know, I think you worked with like over 400 churches, correct? I mean, you're, you're dealing with a lot of churches. Yeah, we're still doing it, in fact. So we've, we're just, um, there's almost 500 communities across the UK that have now benefited from these, um, these kits. And, and it just continues to roll on and we continue to support churches as they reach out. And it's just amazing to think that, you know, across 500 communities now, mm-hmm. we have churches that are actively engaging with the most vulnerable and those that are forgotten. And some of the projects are incredibly creative. And I'm so proud of what we see out of the local church. One of my favorite projects was a church that was on the south coast of England. And they recognized that there was a lot of stranded um, uh stranded seafarers. I don't know what if that's a proper word, but all of these people that are working um, fishing ships and they were not able to return to their home ports and they were also not allowed to enter the UK and they were stranded. And wow. these guys needed to have, um, they needed to have food, they needed to have medicine. And so one of the churches actually found a way to be able to care for all of these stranded seafarers. And um, those are just opportunities that wouldn't come up otherwise. And we're, you know, it was an absolute blessing to be able to equip the church with um, with resources and finances. In some cases, we provided small grants so that churches could um, be caring for the for those that were most affected by the virus. Mm-hmm. In other cases, it was um, food banks, it was homeless shelters. Um, there was an amazing program that was working with. Um, um, young people who identified um, their addiction issues and they were tr- in the process of trying to get help. And when the coronavirus struck, they were suddenly unable to access the government programs. And so one of the churches stepped in and, and said that they were willing to help some of these people that were wanting to overcome their drug addictions and they just needed some extra help from Samaritan's Purse. And so it was a tremendous opportunity for us to be able to provide them with a small grant and and the the masks and gloves that they needed for being able to care for these people. I love that because you know in a time where and I don't know about England but you know in America we had churches were closed. I mean they still kind of are to some degree some are meeting now but the church walls were closed but the the church you know the church never closes you know with the with Jesus in you we are to be his hands and feet and so I love the way that you took the church out of the walls into the communities in a time that people are so desperate for hope and for a light. Absolutely. We were, as we reflect on um, this being the, uh, you know, major anniversary for Samaritan's Purses since its Mm -hmm. founding, we actually reflected on the fact that, you know, Samaritan's Purse started out as a very small organization that was providing resources to grassroots organizations that were doing amazing things. And Dr. Bob Pierce, Mm -hmm. um, of course, he, he initiated this this wonderful concept, and he was inspired by what he saw in in Korea in particular. And we 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 basically were reimagining those early days of Samaritan's Purse 
today within the UK and, and actually just identifying who is doing amazing work and who can we help to resource so that their work can be amplified and God's glory can be magnified throughout the UK. And so it's been a tremendous opportunity to just get to know the church better and for the church to know us better. And um, by no means is this, are we out of this pandemic, of course, but um, I think there's going to be more opportunities in the future for more of this, this, this care between the um, Samaritan's Purse and the local church. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I love it. You're right. I mean, as we celebrate 50 years of ministry this year, you're right. It's such a great reminder that that is what God wants us to do. Support the local church, you know, because Samaritan's Purse will leave one day, but the church will remain. And so to be able to bolster them in this time, and you're right, in the time where they're paralyzed, unable to do anything, you can just come beside them, work with them, and then they can continue to work long after this is over. Is there a scripture that um, the Lord's been encouraging your office with um, or you personally during this time? We, uh, as an office, I'm just going to bring it up so I can read it to you. The, um, we just feel like, you know, as we've gone into lockdown and as we've been forced into a little bit of, um, you can't help but be self-reflective mm-hmm. during coronavirus because of this um, forced stillness that's been put upon us. So we just really have been praying that the Lord would use his words to be able to guide us. And so from Hebrews 4, it says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And so we just, you know, we've taken that verse and we just believe that now in our stillness, that we just want God's word to be living and active, guiding us in everything we do. I was moved hearing about how Darren and his team have focused their efforts to empower the local churches. I love the way that they've bolstered and equipped the local church during this difficult time. As believers, we have a refuge and a salvation to cling to that we can offer hope in this dark time. I wanna read Psalm 62, five through eight, which expounds on this. My soul wait in silence for God only, for my hope is in him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold, I shall not be shaken. On God, my salvation and my glory rest. The God of my strength, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. I love the way that the UK office is loving and supporting domestically and equipping the local church to share this refuge and hope in God that we have. Samaritan's Purse UK is not the only affiliate office that has equipped the local church to respond. Samaritan's Purse Canada gave churches community preparedness kits to distribute to vulnerable and remote communities. These kits included things like hospital-grade disinfectant, spray bottles, gloves, and Bibles. And one of the leaders in the community said, they are a gift from God. They came at just the right time. We'll include a photo in our show notes to show you how far and wide these emergency kits were deployed across the country. One of the members of our podcast team, Caitlin Lom, recently had a chance to talk to the executive director of Samaritan's Purse Germany, Silke Busenbender. She was the woman that you heard from in the beginning of the episode. And I love hearing her share their theme verse in German. I have a heart for Germany, Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch, having lived there as a child, and I've always appreciated hearing the passion as someone speaks in their own native language. Germany is the newest affiliate office, which has been on operation for a year and a half. 
this global pandemic has given the office a platform to share the gospel and get more involved domestically. My name is Rika Busenbender, and I am the CEO of the Samaritan's Purse Association in Germany. Great. Well, first, can you just start by giving us some context of what the coronavirus has looked like in Germany and what's really happening in your home country? Um, from the beginning on, the German government acted very quickly by putting in strict regulations of travel bans, of face masks and social distancing regulations. So we only have a bit more than 200,000 sick people. And we are deeply grateful for the considerate and fast reactions of our government. What's your day-to-day like? Is there still a lot of differences in kind of day-to-day or give us kind of the rundown? Are you all back working in the office? So our leadership team made quickly the decision that our staff needed to be as safe as possible. And so we gave them the option to work from home in order to avoid commuting on public transport. Or those who didn't have a car, we picked up with our organization's cars and transported them to the office if home office was no option for them. So some staff members even traveled to their home countries and worked from there thanks to Microsoft Teams. And with all these measures, measures, we kept all our staff members healthy and protected. And with that baseline, we were able to start being creative and helping to bring relief to people around us. Our donor ministry team started reaching out to our donors and asking them how we can pray for them. And it's just really good to be able to say to our supporters, A whole team is praying every morning for your situation and what you're going through. And you mentioned that you guys started kind of responding to the coronavirus there in Germany. What does that response look like? Tell us about how your office kind of launched into action. I think when everyone is in need, it can be difficult to decide whom to help. We did a campaign on being an everyday good Samaritan offering help to the vulnerable and people at risk in our own neighborhood. But we also realize that people often tend to help people they like or who are like them. But the story of the Good Samaritan uh, means or shows us clearly that Jesus wants us to help others in need, no matter if we feel they deserve it or will thank us or whatsoever. So we felt we should use our voice and and reach out to to partners with Christian organizations who are already serving people who are easily overlooked and to help them do their good work due to the lockdown and panic buying and everything that came along with this crisis. So we partnered in Germany and in Austria as well with several Christian organizations to provide lunch packages for homeless, shelter, and food and homework help for children from low-income families. Yeah, it's been amazing reading the stories of the ways that your office is responding. So tell me about how Samaritan's Purse responding with emergency field hospitals in Europe and in the U.S. How did that kind of allow people in Germany to hear more about the organization? I think a lot of people in Germany, not only Christians, but also people from the more secular context 
are very willing to help abroad. If they see an emergency or if there's happening any disaster or whatsoever, then they hear it in the news via TV or so or via radio, and they're willing to help. And so uh, we immediately spread out uh, the news of that field hospital in Cremona, and um, we saw this in the news, in, in the public news, and we have large public uh, TV uh, producer and one of them had in the background uh, the pictures of the Cremona hospital and and so and, and and this was for us it was it was a wonderful basis to say look this is us a lot of people had a lot of compassion with this horrible situation in Italy in northern Italy it was it was immediately before it came to Germany and nobody knew knew what, what would that mean in Germany to have this um, this coronavirus in Germany as well. So it was not that, that horrible, but people were willing to help. And so this helped us to become more known and then to spread out in Germany as well. Mm, that's amazing. So my next question is, are there any... Are there any specific scriptures that you have really turned to during this season as you've led your office through a lot of just uncertainty and then launch new programs in the country? If we do our daily devotions in our office, then we also think in topics. And one of the topics is love. Um, Perfect love drives out fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. So, and, and we move together. What does that mean? to love each other. How do I love the people around me? People in the office and people who are office consultants. People I might not, might not agree with, but those who need my support or our support. I just loved hearing Silka's heart and the reminder that perfect love casts out fear. Like Psalm 62 I read earlier, this love that we have gives us hope and allows us to have salvation, strength, and refuge, even in uncertainty and difficult times. The fourth and final office I'd like to catch you up on is Samaritan's Purse Australia. Not only did they help donate over 8,000 N95 masks to the Children's Hospital in Sydney, but they partnered with 20 churches to give physical help to vulnerable people in their communities. For elderly people, the sick, stranded international students, and those who've lost their jobs. Samaritan's Purse Australia is still raising financial support to continue to reach the needs in isolated communities. We are going to share more specific prayer requests from each of the affiliate offices. Prayer is the intercessor that connects us to our brothers and sisters around the world. And I know I feel closer as I pray for them and I enjoy hearing their specific prayer requests. Will you join me in prayer and hear their hearts cry? Well, much like... The U.S., the United Kingdom's pandemic is far from over. And so people people are still dying here. And so we can't, as much as it's been an inconvenience to be in lockdown and all of the restrictions, we need to obviously be praying for our, our medical teams that are serving so faithfully. And in the U.K., this is a very important thing for um, an older the older population here. So... If we can be praying for, obviously, 
the health needs of those that are impacted. As an organization, we just pray that God might actually continue to um, give us new opportunities for serving. And so we really feel like this is a special time for this office to be doing something extraordinary in Jesus' name. And so we are praying for those opportunities of service to the local church. You can be praying for us as we um, head into Operation Christmas Child season. And there are so many children in Eastern Europe and Africa that we supply Christmas gifts to that we want to meet those needs and we want to equip the church. And we want to equip the church through Operation Christmas Child in the most fantastic ways. So what I am praying for the office is in my really everyday prayer is, Lord, make us a blessing for others. Make us a blessing for others. This means two things. This, on the one hand, let us see where we should go. Where have you opened doors for us so that we might go through these doors? And on the other hand, please provide us so that we're able to be that blessing for others. So that they might see your work in this world. I know Darren and, and Silka's voices are familiar now, but we also had the opportunity to hear prayer requests from our Canadian and Australian offices. My name is Fred Weiss. I'm with Samaritan's Purse Canada. I'm just here in the middle of the summer and wanting to provide an update as to some of the activities we have underway. Uh, one of the unique things that we're doing this summer is uh, assisting the city of Calgary, who, like many cities across Canada, have introduced new laws requiring people to be wearing masks when they're in public places. And so uh, we've received a bunch of bulk shipments of masks that our volunteers are packaging up for distribution across the city. And so far, they've been able to package about 640,000 masks with the goal of doing more than a million here shortly. We're also involved in getting uh, personal protective equipment up into some of the remote northern communities in Canada who've had real difficult time getting protective equipment for their healthcare workers and their emergency responders. So we've sent up health kits with masks, gloves, hospital-grade disinfectant and spray bottles. And we've also sent up Bibles and Christian literature, uh, some in English and some in Inuktitut. And uh, we've had just an incredible response with uh, even more requests for Bibles coming our way. Um, we're also very excited in the next week here to be uh, launching our Operation Christmas Child uh, program and getting uh, churches across the country the opportunity to order their materials for the season. And so we look forward to a wonderful OCC season. We are praying for our, our pastors and churches across this country as they navigate the reopening of churches. But we are hearing that a number of them are starting to open up in both the urban and rural areas across the country. We're also uh, praying for wisdom and discernment as we work in the northern part of Canada, just to know uh, what next steps we can take in these communities to continue to assist them and share the love of Christ. Hi, this is Dave Ingram, and I'm the Executive Director for the Samaritan's Purse Affiliate Office in Sydney, Australia. First off, I want to thank you for your prayers for our Samaritan's Purse team over the past year, as we have responded to the massive bushfire crisis, followed directly by the coronavirus crisis. In response to the global COVID-19 pandemic, our Australia-New Zealand team has been working with local partners to help vulnerable communities recover from the pandemic's health and economic impacts. In Australia, we have been partnering with numerous churches across the country to bring hope to over 10,000 people. These local church projects have provided support to international students, refugees, 
immigrants, and elderly communities with care packages of food and basic necessities, helping people survive through this season of lockdown and job loss. Our office also donated face masks to a children's hospital in Sydney to support local healthcare workers. And we were so proud when five Aussie medical dark team members went to Italy to serve for a month at the emergency field hospital. In addition, in partnership with our Samaritan's Purse Southeast Asia country offices, like Cambodia and Vietnam, we have helped thousands of people impacted by COVID-19 by providing hygiene kits, as well as training in good household cleaning habits and soap making, empowering families in these countries to survive this crisis. As we continue serving local communities in Australia and beyond, please pray for the people impacted by the coronavirus who still have a long road to recovery in the midst of this pandemic. And pray that together with our church partners, we can continue bringing hope to people in Jesus' name. I loved hearing from each of our affiliate offices. I know for me, it's easy to get caught up in my daily demands, and I forget that people around the world are facing this pandemic too. And more than ever, the hope of the gospel is needed. I love the way that Samaritan's Purse is helping people in the ditches of life and sharing the hope of Jesus with them. Physical help is important, and yes, Samaritan's Purse is doing that, but more important is the spiritual help being offered in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. We've appreciated your communication and the way you've partnered with us. I've loved reading each of your comments. Keep the prayer requests and feedback coming. Thank you so much for tuning in today and have a great week. Oh,